Mosley. On his Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics, joining us right now. And, Mac, I did want to let you know, uh, tonight at the Baylor Club, where I'm doing the show live, it's the Smoking Meats Patio Party. Now, I know you and I are both big Hellberg fans, and, of course, they've got the, they got the B.O.B. Family Pack night over there for four people. But tonight, over at the Baylor Club, Mac, brisket sausage, short ribs, St. Louis pork ribs, turkey breast, and then potato salad. I hope it's mustard potato salad. That's the way I like it. Mac, does that sound like something you might enjoy this evening? Yeah, save me a seat. I'm, uh, I'm headed over right after we get off the radio. <laughs> I'd like to get you involved over here, and I think you would, uh, I think you would enjoy it. Uh, the burn-ins is something I brought up with Brett Yormark recently in Kansas City. And I said, what do you think of this local burnt burn-ins? And he started looking back for the PR man for the Big 12, Bob Berta. Like, what is he talking about? Uh, and apparently, uh, Brett Yormark said that he is so busy that he could not get out and try any of the local barbecue, and he was—he said the uh, the people had been nice at the arenas to give him a turkey sandwich, and he told me, uh, Mac, he said I'm I'm a light eater. <laughs> and I thought, oh man, that is one thing we don't have in common, Brett. Your mark. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of burn-ins in New York City, so, <laughs> where where he spent a lot of where he spent a lot of his time. Yeah, and what about that announcement today, speaking of New York City, with Rucker Park, and if the NCAA signs off on this, which you think they would, the Big 12 will have some exhibition games, men's and women's basketball, at the famed Rucker Park Park in New York City. Now, Mac, first of all, have you have you ever been to Rucker Park? Now, you're a well-traveled man, and you've spent plenty of time in New York. Have you ever been to any of their famous uh, basketball courts? And uh, is this something that uh, you're pretty excited about? So I've, I've never stood on the courts. I've uh, gone by the courts, and this was a long, long time ago when I was actually living in, in Connecticut. Um, but, uh, yeah, really, really excited about about this opportunity Uh you know, we've, we've been talking about it for, for months, for, you know, probably the last, you know, three or four months, and to finally be able to announce it. And, you know, at, at the very minimum, you know, being able to do the clinics and uh, work with, uh, with the, uh, the young people there in that area. And then, uh, as you mentioned, you know, hopefully getting a waiver and being able to play some, some exhibition games. But uh, just the, the tie-in with that community and, you know, uh, that that area, Rucker Park, uh, when you think about the legends and the impact it's it's had on uh, the game of basketball and and again, the uh, the connection with community and, and the ability for the Big 12 to give back. I just think it's a, it's a really, really cool opportunity. And, you know, it's a it's a snapshot of uh, of what we're trying to do in terms of the, the Big 12 and. This idea, uh, this 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 intersection of sport and culture, and and connection. So um, I'm excited about. It. Well, it makes me think of Baylor's greatest basketball player ever from New York City, and that would be the microwave, Vinnie Johnson. 
which in my boyhood home, Mac, still hangs a poster of Vinny in one of those sleeveless, you know, he had those huge arms. And in, on, on, his, uh, on his undershirt, it has like a, a microwave function. You remember those, uh, those great 80s sports posters? Now, for guys my age, it was Michael Jordan. Um, and, and, you know, he was all over my room. But, uh, yeah, Vinny, I don't know if we've ever had a player from New York at Baylor uh, in the likes of Vinny Johnson. That, that, that really takes you back, doesn't it? Yeah, he was quite a, quite a player. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize until I got to Baylor, quite frankly, and maybe because it was a little bit before my time. I don't know that, uh, that he was a, a Baylor uh, alum and and uh, I do I do remember those teams that uh, that he played on with the Detroit Pistons and uh, him coming off the bench in instant offense and uh, the uh, that, that those were those were some really really great teams and uh, and he was a he was a big part of it so he was yeah, uh, I, quite a you know getting Vinny back is is not easy for anybody he, he doesn't leave Detroit I think he's done extremely well in business but uh, Mac if anybody can lure him back to campus it's you and Scott and so I hope we get Vinny back one of these days because he is beloved and of course he started out at MCC and then came over to Baylor for Coach Haller and I think Coach Haller can still visit with him but what an amazing guy talking to Mac Rhodes on the Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas what about uh, spring practice? Spring football uh, is in the air. I'm down here today. I'm going to run over there and talk to the uh, the new quarterback, uh, Sawyer Robertson. Blake Shapin will talk to us. Sean Bell. Um, we talked to Dave Aranda the other day. Have you gotten to see practice? And if so, you know, I'm, I'm hearing great things. I knew Coach Pallage would come back with a lot of energy, as he always had. But I'm just hearing sort of unbelievable things already about the energy coming from that defensive side of the ball. Have you observed practice, and are you kind of witnessing those same type things? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, practice is going on right right now, and I could look at it, watch it right out my uh, my office window, but a lot of excitement, a lot of energy, you know, talking to Coach. he uh, He's been really, really pleased, you know, up to this point in time, and, and even leading up to – to, to spring practice with the new additions to the staff. And, of course, you mentioned, you know, Coach Pallage taking over as, as defense coordinator, coming back to us from, from Oregon, and uh, just a high-energy guy. He's a grinder, works uh, tremendously hard, really, really bright. And uh, and I think, you know, one of his – he's got many great attributes, but I think one of his, his best attributes is is the way he connects with, uh, with our student-athletes and uh, – I think you know just the energy level, the enthusiasm. Uh, you you see it in practice, and uh, and I think it'll be you know consistent throughout spring. Certainly when we get into fall camp, and then throughout uh, throughout the season. So uh, I know Coach Rand is really excited about about Matt. All right, can you look out there right now and tell me? What Sawyer Robertson kind of looks like? Uh, he's listed about six three, and we're going to get to talk to him today. I mean, he's this is going to be a good competition, isn't it, Mac? I think for Blake, it's going to only make him better. Sawyer coming in, hot shot quarterback out of Lubbock Coronado, who hasn't had much of college experience, but I think that's going to be a really fun quarterback battle. We were kind of worried about quarterback around that bowl time with recruiting and all that, but I think it's going to end up being. We're all working out. Is that the way you're kind of reading things? 
Yeah, I, I think that uh, the best motivator is uh, is competition, and uh, I think it, there's going to be a, a great competition between between Blake and, and Sawyer. And, you know, just, again, talking to Coach, they've had a really good relationship, um, you know, pre-coming into to, to spring. And uh, I think they're they're pushing one another. Uh, I've seen both out there, you know, again, pre-spring, throwing the ball around and, and, and working with wide, wide receivers on their own time. And so, uh, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's going to be, you know, really exciting to see how how it plays out and, uh, you know, whether or not, you know, as we, we get toward the end of the uh, end of spring or at the end of spring, you know, whether there's, you know, one over the other uh, convincingly. But uh, I think it's, you know, I think, I think it's going to be really, really good for that for that position group to have those two competing against one another. All right. I want to switch over to basketball. Uh, three straight seasons, they were basically number one seeds, number three seed this year. I mean, I I guess by the hot, lofty standards of a national title, it, it was a, a step back, uh, so to speak. But now, you know, how do you assess this season? Obviously, now we turned and... We'll root for uh, K-State with Coach Tang, and, and boy, you, you hired the coach at Houston, so I'm sure you, you would like to see them do well. But, but looking at Baylor's program this year, I mean, kind of a, some peaks and valleys. That 0-3 start, I think, scared everybody. They pulled themselves out of that, came back beautifully from that, and then kind of sputtered down the stretch. What do you, how do you assess it? And, and what do you think the program could use moving forward to kind of get them back to where they've been the, the past three or four seasons? Yeah, I, I appreciate the question. I, I think the, the really good news, positive news, that it, at least that's the way I, I see it, is that our standard's really, really high mm-hmm. uh, for, for both programs. And so um, when, you, when you lose in the second round, uh, both – um, you're disappointed. Our fans are disappointed. Um, our coaches are disappointed. Our student athletes are disappointed. You know, I'm disappointed. And, uh, and so, uh, I think that's, that's a good thing. And, uh, we, we know, uh, what the standard is. And, um, and at the same time, trying to keep perspective that, uh, again, two programs that, uh, again, got to postseason play. And then I think you, you begin to think about, you know, the future, you know, quickly, quickly after you play your last game. And, and I think for both, you know, um, the, uh, the future is extremely, extremely bright when you think about the, the additions of, uh, of some of the new student-athletes coming in, when you think about, you know, uh, maybe current student-athletes that didn't get an opportunity to play this year, uh, that – uh, again, Lord willing, we'll, we'll be able to play next year. You know, specifically about about the men's team, mm-hmm. um, it just felt like you know um, we would we would have you know three or four, maybe even that ten game stretch. We were really good, but we it was almost felt like you you started and stopped a lot, and that nothing was easy uh, this year. And uh, I think you know. Um, as as we look to the future, and even thinking about about this year um, defensively, it was a struggle. I think we all know that. Coach talked about it. 
you know, statistically, this this wasn't one of our better defensive teams. And so when I when I think you know going into next year, we need to get that edge back. That um, I'd call it an attitude, um, that toughness on the uh, on the defensive uh, side of the ball, end of the end of the court, and um, and I know we'll do that. And uh, and so again, I I just think you know both. Both programs are led by such um, great, great people, great role models for our student athletes, and and oh by the way, they they happen to be great leaders and, and great coaches, and uh, so excited uh, excited about both. All right, and yeah, you mentioned Nikki Collin. That'll be interesting. She, you know, two players she'd hope to have this season they didn't have, and yet against UConn, um, and you don't want to have moral victories. But through three quarters, they played toe-to-toe. And uh, wasn't that interesting this season that they functioned so much better in front of hostile crowds and seemed to knock off teams in those environments? And I don't know, maybe that will hopefully inspire our fan base. Um, that's just an interesting process, Mac, when you go from one regime to another and you have a certain way of doing things uh, in a certain crowd. I, I would hope that kind of performance in UConn would get people excited moving in the future. And like you said, with these two players that didn't get to play much this season and one didn't play at all, I don't really see why this team couldn't be come in, if not the favorite, to be number two or number three in the conference next year. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree with you completely. And uh, I thought one, you know, to go play at UConn and you, you see 11 national championship banners just for the women's program hanging and and 10,000 people sold out um, I thought it was a great environment for for our student athletes and uh, and really a program builder for us as we think about think about the future and certainly uh, was proud of the way way our team responded and as you mentioned played toe-to-toe uh, for the for the three quarters and you know, you had two freshmen, you know, on the floor that, that played a ton of minutes, and we've got some other freshmen, and then you, you've talked about the two all-SEC players that, that really, you know, one didn't get to play at all, and, and one just very, very limited because of a, because of an injury. And, you know, um, I know Coach Collin will do some things when we when we think about the uh, the transfer portal as well, but, uh you know, again, I think that's a that's a team that's that's moving in the right direction and uh, is well positioned for for even better, more success than than what they had this year. And uh, and then going going back to the, the men's team, just um, man, I'm just really excited about you know where that where that program will head as well. And, and uh, I think there's there's great days ahead for both our men's and women's basketball programs. Yeah, don't you wish, like, Jerome, though, and, like, Grant McCaslin, we'll see what happens with him, the UNT coach, that our coaching tree with Scott Drew, they wouldn't end up at Big 12 schools. I mentioned that to Scott yesterday. It's kind of like you're excited for them to get these great jobs, but then you got to turn around and play against them. So I guess that's part of success is that guys move on, but I'm sure you would kind of like them to, to go outside the conference. It would be more comfortable for us, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's what's um, what's ironic about all of it, you know, in our in our coaching contracts, um, and, and we all know that 
that coaches have buyouts if they if they leave before their their contract expires and we do that with assistant coaches um but there's a premium on on if they leave to um you know the same conference to the to the big 12 and you know certainly that it didn't stop you know joey or didn't stop jerome and and uh I think the next step for us is to put in the uh, put in the contracts that they can't move. Doesn't matter what the buyout is that they can't move uh, in interconference. And, uh, but I'm excited for for Jerome. You know, um, obviously, you know, I was I was at Houston uh, for for a time and and uh, hired Kelvin, and so you know, there's a special attachment there. Uh, and and certainly rooting for them, but but obviously rooting for Jerome and, and Kansas State, and um, excited for them. And you know they're going to tip off here at at five thirty against uh, a Michigan State team that's playing really really well. But uh, certainly wish Jerome all the best. All right, that tip coming up at uh, on TBS, and we will be uh, we'll be watching all that. And uh, boy, Jerome, he's all over uh, uh, social media, isn't he, Coach? The the New York City, and, and he's galvanized that fan base. And we knew him. He's a charismatic guy. But uh, it's just it's kind of amazing to see what he's done there. And uh, But it's exciting, and uh, hope they uh, do well. Last thing I wanted to mention to you, uh, Glenn Moore getting 1,000 wins. And isn't that interesting? We wondered about going to that tournament, and was that the right move last year? And I don't think many of us even knew what that tournament was. And they went, and they won it. And, I mean, this is a testament that that program kind of fell on hard times. And I know sometimes, you know, the, the, the thought is, well, what's happened? Why is this program not great anymore? And you just stuck with them, and here they are, top 20, and doing some amazing things. Um, I mean, I, you got to be really proud of Coach Moore sticking with things, getting in the portal, and, and getting this program back where it, where it, where it once was. Yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that. You know, as you mentioned, we had a, a couple lean years, but uh, I can say this, you know, truthfully, that never, ever doubted Coach Moore. Uh, he is a, a wonderful human being and, and a terrific, uh, terrific softball coach. Uh, I think what's really special, you know, it's, it's not necessarily the 1,000 wins. It's, it's how he's done it and, uh, and how he's achieved those those 1,000. He's done it with great integrity and care for for his staff and for his student athlete and student athletes and and uh, you know and, and and when you congratulate him, the first thing he does is deflect and and give all of the credit to his his former student athletes, his current student athletes, and his his coaching staff and all of the people that he's worked with. And um, you know that's that's just who he is. And uh, you know, I'm excited for him that the that the program is is on track. And when we think about our standard in softball, um, we're we're headed down down that pathway. The the other one I want to mention is is Joey Scrivano, our women's tennis coach, which won his 500th on Sunday, and uh, that's a really special accomplishment uh, for him as well. And again. Um, giving credit to, to everybody that that he has worked with and is working with, and uh, again, a great great accomplishment for for him. And lastly, I'm just going to say, you know, Jerome's success does not surprise any of us because he truly learned from the best in uh, in Scott Drew. 
I like that. I like that. By the way, when you see what's happening with ever, the pressure on Chris Del Conte to to hire Rodney Terry, have you ever been in that situation where you had a you had it in tennis, and 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 obviously Michael was doing so well, and you took that interim tag off. I remember that in in recent years. But that's an interesting place, isn't it, uh, Mac? For an AD to be when a basketball team something crazy like this happens, he takes over. They do extremely well, and everybody, of course, they're in the Sweet 16. It should be an exciting time, and everybody's all over the AD. Why haven't you Why haven't you taken the interim tag? Why is he not the long-term? I would think that's a difficult spot to be in as an AD because you got to make a decision for the next seven years at your university, not just, hey, we're having this unbelievable season. That is, can you kind of identify with the, with the, the tough spot that, that he seems to be in right now? Yeah, it, it is a difficult spot, and, you know, nobody has all of the information or more information than, than Chris does. And uh, and so, you know, Rodney is a, is a terrific person. He's a terrific coach. Um, Chris is a really smart uh, athletic director, and, uh, you know, he's going to make the best decision for, you know, the University of Texas. And, uh, you know, I, I wish him well, and uh, – He'll uh, he'll get to, to the right answer. There's there's no doubt in my mind, and and uh, I'll I'll look forward to seeing how that how that plays out. Yeah, and it'll play out in the SEC mostly. Whoever he ends up hiring. All right, um, Mac, great to visit with you. I'm going to race over in a little bit, talk to those new quarterbacks. So hopefully I'll run into you over there, and uh, maybe I'll bring you a plate over of some uh, brisket and short ribs and, and uh, St. Louis pork ribs. Okay. I'm I'm crossing my fingers. I hope so. All right. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Mac. There he goes. Mac Rhodes, the uh, director of athletics for Baylor University.